0: you know be happy with with where you are and like if I could just work on an art piece for like a year I would until it's like perfect but you can't do that and you can't do that with baseball like I can strive to like give up no runs but like it's not it's not realistic so I think that's that's similar uh with with my 3d art is I I I want it to be perfect and I want it to look a certain way but it's like I have to be happy with where I'm at and and just kind of try to keep getting better and better Welcome to the NFT Now podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. I'm Alejandro Navia.
1: And I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture.
0: Welcome to the show.
2: Alejandro, how are we doing, man? How are you doing, Matt, brother? So good to be back. Who do we have on today? We have got Tommy Wilson.
1: He is a pitcher for the New York Mets organization, currently in the minor leagues. He's also been an active crypto artist, uh, one of the first athletes on Super Rare, and honestly, one of the first athletes to really be. Uh, active in the space and and ingrained in the community, um, and he's been doing a lot to help drive mainstream adoption awareness of NFTs in sports. What are you excited about for this conversation?
2: And there's so many different things. I, we got I got to meet him in Miami BTC, but I'd love to continue the conversation around how he manages his time between his passion for baseball and his passion for art and his NFTs. And when does he get some sleep? Because you know, as an athlete, it's already demanding as it is. Absolutely. Well, before we jump into it,
1: just want to remind you all to head to nftnow.com, sign up for our newsletter, where we distill industry happenings into actionable insights, And also be sure to join our Discord community. You can find the link there as well. Without any further ado, Tommy Wilson. Tommy, so good to have you on the NFT Now podcast. How's it
0: going, man? Great, man. I'm stoked to be here. I've been a longtime follower of NFT Now, so it's like super cool to be here. I'm super stoked. That's awesome, man. And you know, we've been, we've been
1: following your career as well. I think you know, you're coming at uh, NFTs from a really interesting angle, you know, like, I mean, you know, making it to, to uh, the minor leagues, baseball pitcher, um, how did, you know, that takes a ton of work, you know, like, how did you sort of do that and then also make the journey into digital art and the NFT space?
0: Yeah, man, it's it's been wild. Um, I think it was like, a, it was weird timing, um, almost like a, a blessing in disguise when when COVID hit and our season kind of got shut down. And that's kind of when I got my start in NFTs and I had like loads of time, like I would do my, my workouts and stuff in the morning. And then and, um, after that I would come home and, and start making art and, and connect with people on Twitter. And I discovered this like crazy, awesome community um, so it was, it was an easy kind of like, I was eased into it, like in, in during COVID, um, uh, with all the time I had. Um, and now that I'm like in season, I'm like, just barely trying to keep up. I'm at the field, like 10, 12 hours a day. And, um, just trying to like hop in Twitter spaces when I can, um, at the field and like keeping up with everything. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm super blessed to be able to, you know, be able to do, you know, baseball and art and um, be able to connect with all of you guys and everybody in the space. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. So I'm just, you know, I'm crazy busy, but I'm, I'm super lucky to be here.
2: Uh, That's such a wonderful journey going from like, like in that capacity of coming in and into the NFT space with that downtime. What was the reaction from your teammates like? (laughs) I mean, I think,
0: uh, let's see, I, I, I saw them for the first time in, in April since I started NFTs. And I, I can honestly say only a few of them like can really wrap their head around what an NFT is. Um, I, I do my best. I mean, I, I had that team collaboration. I'm, I'm trying to sort of ease them into it as well. Um, but I know it's kind of a difficult thing to grasp, um, digital like ownership. It's such a new thing. Um, and it's, I feel like it's something that you have to, to want to learn about. And a lot of the guys are kind of like, Oh, it's just, you know, it's just a JPEG. It's just a picture or whatever, but they're super open to it. They love hearing me talk about it. I mean, I talk about it like every day, like I have to like, I like all this, like, you know, this, talk about apes or punks or whatever and i'm like talking to everybody about it and really they have like no i like, no idea what i'm talking about um but i got to like talk to somebody about it so i'm trying
2: to like trying to ease them into it a little bit that's really awesome man i can only imagine how like weird they must have been like apes punks what like like so walk me walk me through like how did you convince them to take this seriously because you touched base on and we'll we'll touch base on like that project that you guys did collaboratively sure. but pre that project how did you convince them to take this seriously? It, it was difficult, honestly. Um, I think a
0: lot of the guys started following me on Twitter. Honestly, a lot of us weren't very active on Twitter. I was very active on Twitter before before crypto art. But I think uh, one of the ones where they started taking it seriously was when I did the uh, collaboration with Carlos Marcial. I did the, uh, like the physical bat plus NFT. Um, and I remember that, that was during spring training. Um, And I sold that like in the evening, It sold for like 10 ETH, which was like huge. I was super stoked. Me and Carlos were were pumped and that was an incredible opportunity. Um, And then all the guys the next day were like, dude, you sold a bat for like $23,000. And I was like, yeah, man. And then I kind of like started talking about NFTs and digital plus physical, like stuff like that. And then they saw other athletes getting into it. So I feel like that's that was a a big moment for me when like a lot of it, a lot of the guys kind of like opened their eyes a little bit and they're like, Whoa, this is like, this is like a cool opportunity. Um, and they all saw the bat. Obviously I had the bat like in my locker. Um, so I got to show everybody the bat. It was super cool. They all loved it. So yeah, that was a, that was a cool, that was a cool moment. And, Kind of a, a good way to to get them into it
1: i love that man i love hearing about these light bulb moments and people start to realize like this this is this is for real you know like this can this can make a true true impact and like you know you've really been leading the charge over there on you know on that side side of the field um, you know, you were, you were drafted by the Mets organization. And, and I know that you recently worked with Pete Alonzo to do an NFT that actually would benefit minor leaguers. And um, cool. I, lo- I love that concept. And I just love to hear a bit about how that came together and you know, the inspiration for that. And then also like what what the reaction was like from Major League Baseball as well. For sure. Yeah.
0: Um, so I was I was contacted by um, Pete Alonzo's agent. Um, he I think he shot me an email kind of was like, hey, man, I got an idea like I'm Pete Alonzo's agent. Um, I got this idea for an NFT. So then I got to uh, I got to chat with with, uh, Pete's agent, and they wanted to like launch uh, his own NFT. And at the time, I think I had I was like recently working with Block Party. I did a drop with Block Party, um, and that seemed like the uh, the right place to do the drop. So I got them in contact with Block Party because they accept credit card, um, all sorts of stuff. But uh, but yeah, it was a super cool opportunity. Um, It was Pete's idea to donate to uh, Minor Leaguers, which was. Seems super fitting because obviously I'm a minor leaguer myself, and I know all of my friends are minor leaguers, and I know the grind, and I know the struggle. Um, so that was a super cool thing to be able to to give back to them uh, with some of the proceeds, uh, and then we also donate to Homer's for Heroes, which is Pete's um, Pete's charity, which uh, which helps out like uh, uh, military veterans and whatnot. So overall, it was a crazy cool opportunity to be able to connect with Pete. I hadn't I had only met Pete once uh, before at spring training. Um, so i got to connect with him a little more Uh, we got to step out of my comfort zone a little bit on the art i kind of molded my like 2d and 3d styles uh, which was super fun and block party was was awesome was an awesome place to do it so overall that was that was super fun it went really well Um, we got it on espn we had an espn article about it which was crazy i thought i thought the first time i was going to be on espn was going to be for like baseball or something but uh, well, I'll take it. I'm I'm on there for my art, um, so it was it was super cool, and uh, and hope we can uh, we can. Do another drop again him So yeah, that was that'd be super cool. That's awesome, man. And you know, I think I
1: know I know when we when we spoke in Miami, we we're talking a little bit about, you know, sort of like the like you said, like the struggle of being like a minor leaguer, because a lot of people kind of think, oh, you're a pro baseball player. It sounds glamorous, but like, you know, you, you really have to pay your dues in, in the league and, and go through it. and with the minor leagues, it's it, you know, the pay isn't on the on the same level. It's it's a it's a grind. So I'm just curious to hear maybe if you can talk, speak a little bit about that. And then also how you feel like NFTs can help empower minor leaguers going forward.
0: For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a grind. Um, the, the pay gap is, is pretty significant between the major leagues and the minor leagues. And I know a lot of people don't necessarily, um, see that or understand that. Um, I don't like to like harp on it too much because I don't want it to seem like I'm complaining, but at the same time, I want to kind of raise awareness that, um, a lot of these guys that I know are really you know struggling They're just trying to support their families. So yeah, so it's, it's a grind and um, for sure. So I'm kind of trying to raise awareness for that through nfts and also be able to support them through nfts teach them about nfts um because i see a lot of opportunity um there especially um for these guys who could start making their own nfts um and i, I kind of see it like uh, like the college scene now the college scene now athletes can get sponsored and whatnot uh, and it's like well with with nfts in minor leaders um anybody can you know start making your own art and start selling nfts and not necessarily that it's uh, easier said than done, um, but I think there's a serious opportunity, and there's there's some real fans out there for for these guys that I know that are struggling, and um, they could definitely um, you know I think benefit from NFTs and making their own stuff and and dabbling in it a little bit. So trying to you know break the ice and and
2: show them you know
0: show them show them the way a little bit.
2: And that's incredibly fascinating, and, and I love that you're raising awareness to it, not just like just bantering on the finger, but really bringing the conversation to a larger, to a larger sphere, you know, in that note of empowering athletes with NFTs, like we've seen a notable rise in collectibles platforms at the intersection of sports and NFTs together, like NBA Topshop sure. and Candy. Where do you see the intersection of NFTs and baseball going?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a serious opportunity for a company like Tops or Fanatics, the, um, the card, the training card companies to, uh, to get into NFTs. I know Tops did like a drop on WAX and stuff. I think that a lot of athletes and in, in in Tops and in places like this that are getting into sports and NFTs kind of like wanted to like jump straight in and kind of like strike while the iron's hot. Um but obviously I think that there's a super long-term, you know, vision for this and and they should be looking long-term um because it's just I mean we're still so crazy early. So yeah, there's an incredible opportunity to um yeah, to work with these athletes. And, um, I think, I think that there's a, a bigger opportunity to, to get like the athletes directly involved. So from what I've seen from myself and guys like Matt Caesar and, and Micah Johnson, and from what I've seen from collectors is that there's like a super personal like relationship between my art, Matt's art, Micah's art, rather than an athlete not that, not that this, I'm not knocking this, but like an athlete that collabs with an artist, I think that there's less of a, a personal connection, whether like, whether like an athlete's art is like really good or, or not great at all in, you know, the eyes of a collector. I think that there's like a, a personal level of connection. Like if, if Steph Curry were to like make an NFT, but like he drew it, you know, like even if it's not the best drawing, like Gary Vee for example, I feel like is a good example. He does like all his own stuff. And I think that's really cool. So yeah, I think that there's a there's a big time opportunity there um, for athletes.
2: So um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I don't know, you know, it'll be cool, though. That's it. That's really awesome. And I want to follow up here because I'm a, I, I'm a huge follower of your Twitter account. I really love everything that you post and you're always consistently giving back to the community. I was lurking one day and I you you put me on to this project from the MLB team, the NFT project from 2018. I don't know if yeah. you remember this one I'm talking about. You picked up a gold trout. Yeah. In terms of like the NFT projects of the MLB, what is that one what significance does that project hold, not just from being an OG project, but from an MLB perspective, because MLB signed off on it. For sure. Um, so can, can we talk a little bit about this project? For sure. Yeah. So
0: it's, it's MLB Champions and it was a set of NFTs, as you know, from, from 2018, which is like super early for NFTs. So I think that's pretty crazy and and pretty cool that MLB was able to jump on NFTs that quickly and that project didn't necessarily skyrocket or kind of even really get off the ground. Um, I know they still have like a website and stuff, but there's supposed to be a game and whatnot. And I know they could still probably follow through on it um, because I think it's catching a little bit of traction just for being um, an OG uh, NFT. And I think that uh, it just in my opinion holds value in, in my eyes just for you know it's it's an og project um and it has all the you know ip from the mlb and and the uh and the players and whatnot um so i think it's a pretty significant uh project for mlb jumping on the board um that early so um it'll be interesting to see if they do something with it um i honestly i'm not sure i know they're still pretty active on their twitter um so i'll definitely be be keeping uh keeping up with it um so we'll see where they go with it if they continue with this game um that they said they were going to make and whatnot Um, But for me, it was a no-brainer to pick up a a gold Mike Trout that, you know, could be like (laughs) a Grail NFT in like 10 years. Um, It felt like a no-brainer. So I had to pick one up. So we'll see where it goes. Um, You know, who knows? love that love that it's been really interesting it's
1: like you know more and more people are coming into the space people are taking a look back at like you know the history of it even though it's in in relatively short in you know relatively short when we think about it it's like you know extending back over only the past decade there's so much that that's happened in that time and there's so many you know things being rediscovered it's really interesting
2: For
1: sure. Um, you know one thing i think is really interesting too is you know um you know, uh, my, my entry point to the NFT space came through Blau, who I think has been like a real pioneer in the intersection of music, NFT, music and NFTs. Sure. And and after he kind of like opened eyes to the in music industry, a lot of people tried to follow in his footsteps, but found it difficult. You know, even like the bigger, bigger names um, didn't do necessarily the same level of sales that he did. And, um, and I think one of the key factors was the community that he had like really built and that he had you know been in there since the beginning and and had mm-hmm. built all those relationships with the collectors and artists in the space. And I know you've done a lot of community building yourself and have you know really built a lot of relationships with uh, crypto native artists and collectors and the like. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on that, the importance of that and then also, you know if, you know, for some of these athletes who are like thinking about maybe entering NFTs and maybe maybe guys who aren't necessarily like like household name superstars as well, like what, what advice you would give them about like about doing it the right way? For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, community is,
0: is everything, I think, with NFTs. And um, I kind of just fell into it. Like when I first got into NFTs, I was kind of just following people wanting to learn um, about more about NFTs, more about their story, more about, you know, what they're dropping and stuff like that. Um, and I just kind of started connecting with more and more people, um, as it went on. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I would say number one, um, most important factor for, um, for me, at least like when I, I didn't know this until like recently until like people started DMing me, I started DMing them, um, and just connecting with artists, collectors, uh, you know, musicians, athletes, anything, um, just kind of, supporting each other. And that's kind of what this NFT community is all about. And everybody's kind of just bringing each other up. And, and yeah, so communities, communities, definitely everything. Um, and I think that we saw when um, the first few athletes got into the space, like Gronkowski and, and Mahomes, and they did their drops, and they kind of like, did their drops and bounced. And I'm not saying that they're not going to come back. But I think that there was a significant, um, you, you could see, you could see the results in like secondary market um, sales and stuff like rather than if Gronkowski Mahomes were actually like connecting with the community like I see um, like Steph Curry jumping in the uh, Boardwalk Club Discord and stuff like that um, and and I think people just love connecting with the artists and artists love connecting with the the collectors um, so I I would definitely um, say that's that's number one with with NFTs is just kind of building your own community um, and I sort of kind of ran into that you know, stumbled upon that just from wanting to connect to people and wanting to learn. Um, so now it's just kind of got the ball rolling and now I just connect with anybody and, and everybody in this space that I can. And and cause I think you can learn, you can learn from everybody in this space. So um, yeah, as far as any athletes jumping into the space, I would I would say that um, kind of getting involved with the community first, um is is really huge and can can do a lot i feel like that
1: definitely makes sense and you know i'm curious to hear your thoughts too like as you entered the baseball space and you know like the professional sports world like obviously there's a community there too that's its own community in its own sense and you know i'm curious to hear your thoughts about how these kind of communities differ and and sort of like you know how your approach maybe differed between them and what it was like sort of moving from this like the professional sports world to like open up this whole new world into the in in the art side and how you see them sort of like co-mingling
0: For sure. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. I feel like the the baseball community and and Mets fans and whatnot, I've all interact with in real life. I, I feel like I'm, I've barely really interacted uh, online with, with, with Mets fans. Um, But it's actually, it's funny that you mentioned the, for the first time the other day before the game, I was like signing some autographs. I don't remember where we are, Portland. We were maybe in Portland, Maine, I think. And I signed an autographs and uh, it was the first time in real life. One of the fans was like, dude, like, love your NFTs, man. And I was like, whoa, like no way. And I like freaked out and I like was chatting with him for like a few minutes about it. And that was super cool. And it was the first time where I was like, whoa, the baseball and NFT world are like kind of getting combined a little bit. So that was that was super cool. Um, I think they're very, very different communities and, and a very different crowd um, for the time being. But uh, more and more, I'm starting to see uh, sort of baseball fans getting into it Wanted to learn a little bit, maybe wanted to buy their first NFT. I'm getting DMs from people trying to figure out how to buy their first NFT and whatnot. Um, so they're very, very different. I would say more one uh, baseball community is more, you know, at the stadium, fans, real life, not really on Twitter too much. And the NFT community is obviously all over, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. But they're starting to mold a little bit. So that's cool. Um, and that was that was
2: fun to see and fun to chat uh, with that guy about NFTs for a little bit at the stadium. <laughs> that must have been a really really special moment combining those two worlds in that one moment so like speaking of nfts and baseball these are both that are these are both very demanding in terms of time and attention how do you balance the two um it's it's a lot yeah both both take
0: a ton of time and a ton of attention um honestly like when i'm at the field i get it to the field at like one thirty every day um i would say it's like 90 percent baseball up until game time. I'll spend like a little bit of time in the clubhouse on Twitter, jumping into Twitter spaces, responding to people. And then once game time comes around, it's you know, it's gotta gotta lock in on the game. Not to say my mind won't wander and, and think about what's going on in the NFT space while I'm sitting in the bullpen. But yeah, it's been it's been difficult to to balance the two for sure. I I I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, how not to miss, you know, minting uh, you know, the next project or whatever while I'm at the field. Um, but I try to keep them like pretty separate, like. When I'm at the hotel room or whatever, I like can jam on NFTs, check out OpenSea, work on my art, all that stuff. And then when I'm at the field, focus on on baseball because they're they're two you know big time passions of mine, and I, I want to put like all my effort into both when I'm doing either. So um, it's been difficult to balance for sure. Um, but I mean, I'm crazy busy, but I'm enjoying it,
2: man. I mean, I can't I can't complain at all, you know. That's beautiful, Matt. And for all of our listeners out here, like Matt, uh, Tommy had this tweet the other day on Saturday night, like, hey guys, I'm going to the mound for the next 10 hours. Uh please don't do anything. And literally mutants from Board Ape Yacht Club decided to drop that night and the whole Twitter space goes wild. And then like Tommy came back in, Hi, talk to us about like that balance because you're like, yo, what was it like to come in like plugging back into the metaverse and seeing one of the biggest drops of the year happen and like going wild? That, yeah that was funny man i obviously didn't intend on on that being the
0: same day but that ended up being like my biggest tweet ever like <laughs> 2 000 likes or something and i was like what the heck like i'm just like kind of messing around like hey i'm gonna be at the field for the next 10 hours make sure nothing happens and then yeah the mutants drop and it was like one of the biggest you know drops of the year and that was that was wild it was my biggest tweet of the year um but yeah, I mean, it's just goes to show you. I don't know what the heck I'm missing out on. You know, it's it's all good. The off season's kind of right around the corner, so so I won't be missing out on much then. But
2: that was that was funny. That was really funny. And in terms of like this balance, how critical does your wife and play a role in your life with this NFT and and baseball?
0: Yeah, I mean, a massive role. She keeps me she keeps me grounded and and focused on what's important. And and honestly, she, her and and my family or the reason, you know, when, when we all, when we bring it down to uh, bring it down to earth, that's kind of the reason I'm doing baseball and why I'm doing NFTs is to support my family. So yes, she keeps me super grounded and um, kind of keeps my my head on my shoulders and and making sure I'm, you know, staying the course and staying focused um, on baseball and whatnot. So uh, she's, she's everything to me. And and um, yeah, she definitely, uh, she definitely keeps me, she keeps me going in the right direction, keeping me focused for sure. And making sure I'm going to bed at like a decent hour. <laughs> Yeah,
1: man. I'm, I mean, it must be must be interesting, you know. I mean, you were like actively releasing art on Super Rare, like even before like the the real boom that that took place earlier this year. Um, just curious to hear a bit about like your rationale behind like choosing Super Rare for like your first pieces and and why why you think that plat- why you think that platform is really important. And then also, you know, obviously the the rare airdrop, you know, this past uh, past month. Like, what was that like for you, you know? Yeah,
0: dude. Yeah, Super Rare has been been awesome. I got to connect with uh, with Zach from Super Rare. Um, early on in my NFT journey. Um, and he was, he was awesome kind of getting me into the space, teaching me how to get a MetaMask wallet and, um, and all this stuff. So I had, uh, I feel like a, a personal connection um, with superair and I saw what they were doing um, early on and I, I really loved it. And and I really love the fact that it's all one of one. I think that's really cool. So yeah, I I feel like I had like a personal connection with the people there and I had success there pretty early. So I didn't I didn't feel like I needed to branch out too much per se. So yeah, I'm I'm a huge believer in what they're doing and I think they're pushing the space forward and they're constantly release new updates or um, new, you know, website, you know, designs. And now this rare airdrop. Yeah, that was, that was insane. Um, It was definitely not something I was expecting to wake up to one day while we were just on the road. Um, And uh, I had to tell my roommate, man, I was like, dude, like what, like what just happened? Like, obviously I've been, I've been on super rare, um, you know, for, for a bit of time now. So it was a pretty hefty sum of money for like, a minor leaguer like myself, you know, like honestly, very life changing. Absolutely insane. And I'm forever grateful to Super Air And um and yeah, I'm gonna, you know, stick with, with Super Air. I'll be dropping pieces there, you know, still. I'll be keeping going there. And um and yeah, I love I love the people there. I love everything about super air. So I'm a believer. Yeah.
2: I love to hear that. NFT's changing lives, you know what I mean? And oh it's my gosh, it's so powerful. And like even at the level of baseball, right? It's sports, like we don't see that so often. So hearing it from you is so makes it so real you know in that capacity and that that point does it ever cross your mind to retire from baseball and just go full-time into nfts ah man i mean i'll say it crosses my mind for like a half second but
0: i mean ever since i was five or six years old it was my dream to make it to the major leagues um so i don't think i could ever just just stop on a dime and and stop baseball um as as tempting as it is seeing the opportunity um in nfts i also think that Part of the reason I've had, you know, my success with my art is, is my story with baseball, with baseball and art. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't think I could ever stop on a dime, but um, it's definitely, it's definitely tempting, but um but yeah, I'm gonna keep doing the baseball, and I'm, I'm gonna keep doing the art. So um, we'll we'll see where it goes. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the
1: art. Like I know that um, when we were all hanging earlier, like back in Miami, Parrot actually like complimented you, saying that like your uh, your renders are getting really good. And like you know, so to tell like, tell us a little bit about what your setup is, like what your what your what you're learning on, how you're teaching yourself. Like because I think it's super impressive that you taught yourself how to do all this. It's not there is a real learning curve to 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 doing this
0: kind of art. Yeah, for sure, it was it was a big learning curve, especially for 3D art. And I got started with 3D art because of guys like Parrot and um, some crazy cool 3D artists out there. All these, uh, like Carlos, people I connected with early on, Gavin Shapiro, some some really insane, like insanely good 3D artists. Were, and I was looking at their piece and I was like, wow, like this stuff is insane. I didn't even like, I didn't even really know that 3D art was like a thing because I was doing everything on my iPad. So I downloaded Blender on my, on my PC and kind of just like, dove right into it was watching youtube tutorials kind of just teaching myself honestly for the past like i want to say 10 or 11 months now almost at a year so um so yeah i've been i've been teaching myself for the past year and it's it's been a journey um and it's been kind of fun to like mint my journey essentially like minting my my steps along the road and i feel like i'm i'm kind of getting better and better so it's been fun and um i'm striving to you know continue to level up my art my 3d art game so um So it's been fun. It's been, it's been cool to, uh, yeah, to essentially meet my journey on the blockchain, which is, which is cool. And and I've been, you know, very appreciative of of the support that I've received, you know, along the way. So that's been really cool.
1: That makes total sense. Are there any sort of like lessons that you learned from baseball that you were able to apply to like the art process in terms of learning and, and, uh, and continuing to level up?
0: Yeah, I think, um, the biggest thing that you can or that I can take from um, baseball into art is that you can't like, what is it? You can't like strive for perfection, you know, be happy with, with where you are. And if you could, like, if I could just work on an art piece for like a year, I would until it's like perfect. But like, you can't, you can't do that. And you can't do that with baseball. Like I can't, I can strive to like give up no runs, but like realistic, it's not, it's not realistic. And so I think that's, that's similar uh, with, with my 3d art is I, I, I want it to be perfect. And I want it to look a certain way, but it's like, I have to be happy with where I'm at and, and, um, and just kind of try to keep getting better and better. And so, yeah, I think that those two, coincide in in that fashion for sure is there's you're never going to be perfect so just kind of work with what you got
2: in terms of iterations and evolutions is there any awesome or particular project that you're working on do we have any upcoming drops that uh our our viewers can look forward to
0: uh, I'm trying to think I I'm not really working on any specific drops at the moment I'm kind of just working on some one of one pieces for super rare um nothing uh nothing too big on the horizon I'm kind of focusing on finishing this year strong uh the baseball season and then in the beginning of october i'll be able to really kind of like hunker down um once the off season is uh, is here and and kind of work on some drops and hopefully some cool collabs and stuff um but yeah just at the moment just working on up in my 3d art game and um and dropping a couple one-on-ones on super probably within the next month so that's yeah
1: that's about it for now well, awesome, man. We look forward to seeing those one of ones. We look forward to to seeing the progression. We look forward to to cheering you on on the mound as well. So, um, just uh, yeah, grateful to have you in the space and an advocate of NFTs. You know, this early in a in a in a in a, in a space that you know otherwise it, it probably you know we're definitely contributing to to advancing mainstream awareness. So I think it's a, it's an important it's an important role to play, and I'm just grateful to have you on the podcast.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, man. It's um, trying to do my part to, um, you know, spread NFTs to the uh, to the mainstream world and to the baseball world. So, um, I'm doing what I can, you know, with with what I got and the people that I know. So, um, I'm gonna, you know, keep pushing the space forward and and you know, keep getting better and just trying to keep pushing out my art and um, and yeah, and enjoying you know enjoying the ride while I can. It's it's been a blast for sure.
1: Us too, man. Same same mission. Yeah. So love it. Great great catching up with you. And until next time
0: appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming, Tommy. Thanks so much.
2: Wow. That was a great conversation. Alejandro, what stood out to you? Uh, what really stood out for me is like his level of commitment and discipline for the love of baseball. You know, when we asked him if NFTs in any way, shape or form would uh, eclipse his love of baseball, he unequivocally just like, no, nope. like he knows that line. And so really excited to continue seeing him as an athlete and continue to see him uh, thrive as an artist as well.
1: Yeah, I, I love his like abundance mindset, the idea that, that it's going to be an and and not an or, I think that's actually uh, something that's really like, like a key uh, belief and like value that that is in the NFT space uh, is that, yeah, you know what, like, I can learn to do 3D, I can uh, sell NFTs, and I can still do all this without having to abandon my childhood dream of being uh, a, a, a pro baseball player, and he's doing it. And uh, I think it's a great thing because this space uh, thrives on the diverse perspectives uh, that that people from different disciplines bring to it. So uh, kudos to Tommy, and I know that um, even long after his his baseball years are finished, he'll he'll be still he'll still be active here in the in the NFT space. So um, great stuff. Before you all go, uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to give us a little feedback uh, on your streaming service of choice. We always love a good review. We love the stars. So. Uh, Feel free to leave those for us and we will catch you next time on the NFT Now podcast.